What is up, everyone? How's it going? There's going to be a little bit of a change to the schedule this week. Um, that's why this is coming out on Tuesday, but it is the 9th today on Monday, I think. And what Tad and I are doing here, so I have Tad on again, um, we're going to be recapping uh, the rest of Wimbledon because tennis is my passion and he really likes enjoying watching tennis and I like talking about it with him. So we're just going to be recapping every day, previewing the days, and we're going to do that until the rest of the week up until Sunday on the final, which will be really exciting. And then the regular normal schedule will resume. And I foresee doing this for all the major Grand Slams, uh, maybe some big tournaments, but mainly the Grand, Stra- Grand Slams. Excuse me. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If tennis is your thing, I hope you like it. And also... If there's anything you guys want to let me know, any questions or anything, at the Lucas Hyde Podcast, uh, it'll be the Lucas Hyde Podcast at gmail.com, or you can at me Vonderhealth on Instagram, message me there, or at Vonderhealth on Twitter there uh, for any questions for the podcast or anything, or anything you want me to cover specifically when it comes to the tennis podcast. We're also doing it live on Instagram there. Um, I'll be doing it live on Instagram for every single recap day. All right, guys, thank you so much, and enjoy the little quick recap slash preview of Wimbledon uh, the first week, or I mean week two, day one. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. How's it going? We've actually got a little interesting episode today. Um, Well, Tad, I had him on for my podcast. It's not fully out yet, right? So I've got one more part of that coming, but my dad texted me and said, I really enjoyed the uh, tennis talk. So I'm going to take a book out of Lance Armstrong's, uh, I'm going to take a page out of Lance Armstrong's book and recap Wimbledon. Uh, and this is the first time I'm doing live Instagram at the same time, actually, which is pretty cool. So hi, I see we have like two viewers. That's dope. And this is going to come out afterwards. So I'm going to record it and then this will come out after. And what I want to do is just recap, um, the rest of Wimbledon. And I know we're a little late to the party cause we're already a weekend. We missed a couple great matches. We yeah. missed, missed, my favorite match so far, which uh, we can go over later, but... Just go over it now. Go over it now. Match. Taylor Fritz, Sasha Zverev. Oh, yeah. It was a five-setter, right? It was a five-setter. Fritz was playing fantastically. Mm-hmm. He was a great player yeah. for the second two sets. Uh, really showed that he could be a competitor. Really? Yeah. yeah. Fritz, is, he, he was messy. Mm-hmm. He was going for everything. He was rolling around. Um, I never cared about him before. Yeah, and now but all I saw that, and I was like, "Wow, I'm a big Fritz fan." Yeah. Well, yeah. you almost—I feel like you almost need that match but he ended in today's up, world. He ended up losing. Yeah, it, and what was the score in the end? Uh, I think it was seven six five seven five seven. Okay, one six two six. Yeah, that was super exciting. It was super tight. I didn't get to uh, watch too much of it, but that would have been a big break. Suspended. For him. He would have won. He won the. He won. No, it was a six-seven in the in the third set, and Fritz won the tiebreak seven-zero. Oh wow! Yeah, so he was That's really creaming. Seven-zero is dominant. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And then all right, so here we go. Um, here's the schedule actually for the rest of the tournament, which we're going to recap. So the second week, um, it's a little bit different actually at Wimbledon. So if those of you don't know who li- listen to my podcast normally. Uh, and I love tennis, so uh, they do it a little bit differently where they take that Sunday off completely, yep. right? Yeah. I'm double-checking that. And they then do. They Duh. do, which I kind of have an issue with because then from then on, this is what the schedule is going to look like. The second Monday is obviously happening right now or just finished today for the men's, and they're going to play those matches, and then the second Tuesday, I believe, they don't have anything. They just have, well, they have the lady singles, and then they have no men's matches yep. they don't have any men's matches and then except for like doubles but we're primarily what i focus on is the men's singles that's where yeah. i'm most drawn to so that's mainly what i'm going to be focusing on and the ladies singles right now is i mean somebody already won yeah serena it's, it's decimated <laughs> it, the there's no one left out, there's just no oh my gosh left, which is i mean you watch it a little bit more than i do so yeah you can definitely I, attribute to it a little bit more i i i've I I haven't really been I've been watching a couple matches. I was yeah. very disappointed to see Simona lose. Mm-hmm. Um I was pretty happy that Madison lost. Um Yeah. I, I don't know. Madison doesn't have the most interesting game yet. She still has to Yeah. Add a it was that things. it was that final between Sloan and Madison that really really um sealed your uh distaste. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it distaste. It was just that wasn't that wasn't a real final. 
It's just boring. It was boring. Yeah. I didn't watch it. So. It wasn't the level that a U.S. Open final should be played at. I know. And that's oh, a my. super exciting one. That's like yeah. one of the most oh, exciting Oh my gosh. Ones. That's my favorite final. Yeah. They, and they haven't played it at night a couple times, right? I think in the past couple, they play at night mainly now. Yeah. But I think that final should just be played at night. It's yeah. way more oh, exciting. Yeah. Prime time. Yeah. It's just so much more the energy there, even through the TV. It's just whatever watching the US Open final. What do you think about the scheduling for the final, the Wimbledon final, men's final? When are they playing it? I'm actually going to the, get... They're playing it on July 15th, two hours before the World Cup final. Two hours before? The World Cup final. And England could be in the World Cup If England's final. in the World Cup... um. There, that's one of t- I, f- I see. I feel like that could go one of two ways, right? Yeah, because what if it's Rafa and Roger? Yeah, that would be really exciting. Oh my but god! Also, there's maybe that they're more drawn because they're sitting at the TVs watching, or maybe. everybody's just getting super messed up and nobody's going to watch. I think that they're going to be pre-gaming for two days, probably before oh, that. Oh man, it's England. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you? Oh, which is a good point. Yeah, because they won, and then Novak got to play his match. Yeah. Which that's pretty interesting, and he said that the we saw a little bit of the old fire. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was exciting to see. Oh my god! As as a Novak in man, the I Novak, be... in Novak today or Novak when he played Edmund. Edmund, that was an interesting match in its own right. In that um, that game where Edmund took a ball off a double bounce. Oh, Did you see he that? Called himself. I he heard. didn't call it on himself. People were talking about how he maybe he he didn't call it on himself, but he knew. But Novak was. Very generous in his yeah. summary. He was like, "Oh no, Edmund's a great guy. I always, yeah. I always, uh, he has so much respect for me. He would never yeah. cheat on me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never cheat knowingly, right? Yeah. Knowingly, but, no, I mean, but it's and then the ball was wide anyway, and they still gave the point to Edmund. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, so, did they not call? They didn't. Novak should have challenged the 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 call on Edmund's shot, not on the double bounce. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. There's actually another famous case where that happened. Have you seen the video? No. This is actually from a Madrid tournament when they were playing on the blue clay. Okay. And this is one of those tennis player things where you hear uh, he argues with the umpire. Yeah. And uh, it was Federer versus Burdich. And mm-hmm. I think that was a pretty close match. And I believe Fed won, though. And Burdich double bounced the ball and hit it. And it's th- t- there was topspin on because yeah. it was a double bounce. And it bounced into Fed. And Fed said... It's double bounce. Why didn't you call that? Yeah. He said there, it's impossible for him to create that spin. Yeah. Because I, if you think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. yeah. And and a lot of times players will say things like, oh, well, Novak's first explanation was there's no way it wasn't a double bounce because of the way that the ball, how cleanly Edmund hit the shot. And yeah. so it seems like if you're a player, it's a lot easier to tell these kinds of things yeah. when you're in a match than if you're a spectator, even though a spectator has, you know, bird's eye view yeah we can see it easier but and these players you have replay yeah and we have replay but yeah. and, and replay was obvious it was a double bounce but mm-hmm. for players sometimes uh, novak was absolutely right he was like that's a double bounce yeah but um edmund's explanation was well i was running into it i couldn't see it very well and yeah. i he threw his racket he tried to get to it well but, i think it's i think that's one of those weird rules those old rules yeah. you have to call on yourself but you're especially in today's game yeah where the players are so much more physical and you're just yeah. full sprint. Oh yeah, he 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 wasn't paying attention to where the he. I mean, obviously he was paying attention yeah. to where the ball was going, but yeah. it's reflexes for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I mean, I when I play matches, I've mm-hmm. definitely if someone hits a drop shot on me or whatever it may be, yeah. Um, and I'm on the run like that, yeah. It's it's likely it's a drop shot because that is most likely we're going to run into that yeah. case where you're having to lean forward and shovel up, yeah, to pick up the ball and get it over the net, yeah. And you might run into that case, so. And- that's that's so hard to yeah. call. There's been times where I'm like, I don't think it was a double bounce. I really think I got to it. But if my opponent could call it, he mm-hmm. might have called it a double bounce. Yeah, it's one of those weird calls. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they 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 have you know some level of video review they could do a little bit, but they're yeah. not going to run back and look at a camera between points. Yeah. So there's already then, the time between yeah, exactly. every single point and. Yeah. Then and having to add that on top of it for just a very rare case, I'm guessing on this stage, you don't see it very it is, often. It, yeah, it's pretty, it's, which is one of the reasons what Novak was pretty upset about it when it happened. He turned around to the audience and stuck his tongue out. Oh, he did? Yeah. I'm glad to see He did a whole like, oh. I like the fire. I like yeah. the fire. It's, um, Novak needs, we need him. Yeah, we need him back uh, in that form. Tennis needs him, I think, because he is just so exciting and he's yeah. polarizing to much of the community. Where which. Which, you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense because he's likable. He's very likable. He's just he's himself. Not, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's 
he people are like well novak he's a little bit arrogant yeah he's a little bit arrogant he yeah. won 12 slams in like four years i know he can be as arrogant as he and wants n- not four years but yeah pretty yeah. He can he's be, a great play he's yeah. amazing it's like even i'll say like fed's a little bit arrogant in my yeah. view sometimes i mean i completely appreciate his yeah. game he's so good but i mean he also has the most slams of all time yeah so he has the right to be a little bit arrogant he you know be, yeah they, they can do whatever they want and then let's continue on the schedule okay so the second Wednesday is when we get our gentlemen singles quarterfinals, and then the they say the gentlemen's because Gen- of course because it's Wimbledon tradition. They don't say men's, yeah, tradition. And then second Thursday we will have again it's this this only doubles for the men's, and then Friday we're going to have the semis, and then as you know on Sunday we will have the final. Now this is different from the other tournaments because they take that Sunday off. Yeah, yeah, which I can kind of see from a standpoint of this this is from like a viewer standpoint or this from a player standpoint and a tournament running standpoint you get all the players on the same exact playing field because those off days yeah yeah i mean but then you have weird cases like just now Mm -hmm. where delpo doesn't finish his match he's gonna have to play on the off day which will be fun yeah we can talk about it yeah that's one of those things you have to run with anyway as a player that's just something you have to deal with but also as a viewer though having no well, men's singles is is one of the most po- is probably the most popular draw to tennis. Mm-hmm. As, as a viewer, I can totally see where it can be a little bit frustrating because you're not getting any of that content on those off days, unless you have something like this case where you have, and you're only going to get one set of play, possibly. Yeah, of course. Or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, probably mm-hmm. Delpo's going to win. That's one of the yeah. I I foresee he, him winning he because has, he won the first two. He has an advantage. Mm-hmm. Certainly, he's got advantage in four set four set matches yeah um and he's got an advantage just because like he's the better player i think that when when there's a delay or a suspension i think his game uh matches up a little bit better yeah especially on this surface against someone yeah. the way simone plays yeah. and you see this like a lot with with for example with rafa a lot like where a player will be come out playing really well against him like Diego Schwartzman did yep. in the French Open mm-hmm. and a rain delay they come back the next day there's no way that Diego Schwartzman is going to come back playing as good like it's a fluke that he was playing as well as he was he's yeah. an amazing player but mm-hmm. it's a fluke that he was playing like levels above where he normally plays so he's yeah. not going to come back playing better than Rafa two days in a row there is a there is a point to take in here though and someone who we've really seen come through and get to the second week which is exciting to see is Golbus. Oh yeah, Golbus. Yeah. In his interview, he talked about where all these guys he he had to play challengers to get in. Yeah, and I, I have this written down right here. That's why I'm looking down at my notes. But well, Golbus uh, playing through all those challengers, he's saying all these guys are just as good. Yeah. But the thing is, is that they don't perform on the top stage. Yeah. So what you can as the Schwartzman example is a really good example where he may be again. I haven't played obviously. I haven't seen him play in person or anything yeah. like that. He's also much shorter. He's, he's small. He's yeah. He's a great clay court player, though. He, uh, I think he beat Dominic earlier this year. In, he's an amazing clay court. Player. Yeah, yeah. In in um, Argentina, no, he yeah. in Argentina he might have beaten him. I don't. I don't. One of the South American yeah mm-hmm. clay court tournaments. He beat I forget. Him. But um, so but to talk about that example where you're bringing up the French Open against Rafa, there's no I. It's really unlikely that he's going to, like you said, with that rain delay, yeah. he's going to come back out in the same exact form on that stage. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if it's... it was maybe a Challenger 500, yeah. maybe, but Rafa's never going to be playing any Challenger no, 500s. Of um, I mean, Andy Murray, I think he played one, but that's because he's coming off a full year. Yeah. And uh, Rafa's not doing like an Agassi sort of, you know, career um, reboot from yeah. scratch. It's not that, that kind of thing at all. Rafa's mm-hmm. obviously is in peak form. Yeah, which is ex- exactly pointing to that example. So all these players are real good, which is kind of a shame that we don't see more of those challenger guys. Coming up. Um, they'll come up, but it's just that we don't get the necessarily content from them. Yeah, and mm. there's a, there's so much there's so much uh, press time given to these next-gen players, a lot mm. of whom yeah. very, very good. Which could be interesting. What would be interesting, though, is if you watch these challenges, you could see how hard these guys compete because yeah. they're competing day in, day out for money. Yeah, yeah. To, to like, that's, that's, what, that's how they make their living. They're not sitting on three hundred million dollar Uniqlo contracts. Oh my! Did he? Was it three hundred million? <laughs> yeah, for ten years. I mean, but thirty million a year. He deserves it. Yeah, he absolutely deserves it. Um, but it is weird to see him in Uniqlo, and not Nike. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's Nike. We're talking about Federer. Federer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If anybody doesn't know that already, yeah. I think yeah. the whole world heard. Yeah. 
All right. So let's um so we've talked about the schedule a little bit. Let's start let's just get into the matches for today. Okay. And breaking them down. I didn't get to watch as much, which the ones I was watching, which we'll cover we're just gonna go down the list. I was watching the Isner match. Mm-hmm. And or no, I was watching not the Isner match, that's the one I was reading. I was watching the Delpo match and the Novak match because I had a couple errands to run earlier today, and those matches just happened to be on later yep. in the day, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah. Um, well, because I don't want to just put my whole life on hold. Yeah, then, I know. But I would love to really just sit down and just watch as much as I can. Yeah. So, well, I I work from from uh, the couch, and I got to peek at most of the matches. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you can give me a little bit of rundown, then I'll I can give you a little bit of rundown about it. All right. Well, first, might as well just start with the first one on my list here, and that's Federer uh, versus Manorino. And I believe believe we've seen this match before, haven't we? Yeah. This happened, maybe, it, it happened here, didn't it? I'm not exactly sure when, but I, I know that they've played before, and obviously. Mm-hmm. And it, he's, a, he's a funky player. Manorino is yeah. fun to watch because he's got some attitude. Yeah. Um, he He's he's good, and he's creative. He's very like, creative. It, but he, he came out, and anybody who watched today knows, he just got crushed for the first set he won i think he won they they said five points in the first set five that's that's rough five that's points extremely rough. yeah and, and he won or maybe it was seven and he won five of them in the last game yeah which is the last two games and we'll talk about federer for a second touching on that and how impressive that is yeah. is that um he did that the other day uh, i forget who he was playing i think it was two yeah we got a they're coming for you siren Tyler. yeah uh that parking ticket yeah the parking ticket unbelievable mm-hmm but uh, so talking about Fed, he he won almost thirty straight service points in his match the other day. Yeah. So, and this is typical. It, there's this; these guys really get tested. Especially, I can't even imagine playing Federer on center court. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At Wimbledon, but there's this. He's almost this just this test for players where you really see what they're made of i feel like because you'll see him do so let's look at the score right here six oh seven five six four now yeah. the seven five is a little bit closer but i guarantee you i didn't watch it yeah but i guarantee you that that's routine and he rarely faced any break points yeah or yeah. rarely struggled he just simply broke later on than he normally yeah. would have liked to you know what i mean yeah so what he's really good at doing is that when he just gets in this zone and yeah. he just continues to play he, he yeah. rolls over these players it's like other people, I mean, obviously, I'm not the first person to analyze Federer's game, yeah. n- nor are you. But mm-hmm. like what you see a lot of times is when he's when he gets a lead or when he breaks, he's he can capitalize on that like n- almost no one else except maybe you mm-hmm. know Rafa. Like he yeah. where he just takes one break is the same as getting four breaks. Mm-hmm. But one thing I want I was going to say is, uh, but the difference between him and Rafa and Novak is that he's just he does not let up. Yeah, and. When you're, when you when you happen to be just a little bit step below or uh, a little bit step lower than um, some of those top guys, yeah. Like n- when you're not a Rafa, when you're not a yeah, Novak, exactly. you're not a Stan, not, yeah. Or Stan when he's playing his best, yeah. obviously. The he just runs a train because yeah. he's able. He's so focused and he's able to just. Uh, we have some of the highlights going up all right now, yeah. but he's able to just decimate whatever you're not able to do and he's so consistent and he plays so fast especially on his service games that um a perfect example of that and like just his ability is that sir return a serve in the stroof match did you see that replay of that no i didn't where he returned like i don't know 130 mile an hour serve standing with one foot in the service box practically (laughs) it was incredible people were just like wow is he Mm -hmm. trying to humiliate him yeah um, but Struff played pretty well. Struff yeah. has played well against him. He's before, a younger too. German, right? Or he's like I think he's of, close to thirty. So he's, oh, is he he's, close to 30? He's, he's he's starting to hit his prime. Yeah, yeah. So, but this is one thing that I, if you notice, and this is one thing that I certainly would love to add to my game is that Federer's ability to simply roll through his service games yeah. at a very quick pace. Yeah, it's very demoralizing. Yeah. I can just imagine as if if you're let's take Manorino for a case. He loses that first set six zero, which means he's getting broken his very first service game. Yep. As soon as you get broken, and I'm, I assure you, I didn't watch it. it. I think it's very likely that Federer maybe probably won his first service game at forty fifteen or forty love. Yeah, right? he did it, exactly. Yeah. Especially coming out, and th- the player has yeah. no ry- rhythm against his serve whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He has no rhythm, and he's he hasn't played or he I, he has played him before, but this is like a year yeah. or two ago and 
his ability to just quickly move through his service games and then all of a sudden looking for your phone yeah yeah so his ability to quickly just move through his service mm-hmm. games not even show break points mm-hmm. and if you've played him before it's almost even more demoralizing because you know you're not going to see break points yeah. and if you're going to see them it's maybe once mm-hmm. you might only see for today he's only he's only had four break point opportunities against him his entire run so far yeah which is pretty that's inc- that's incredible yeah, it's incredible yeah mm-hmm. it's not and he's not serving big he's serving pinpoint mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's just demoralizing you look up there and you go well i'm not gonna even get an opportunity to break yeah. So then he just continues this pace forward, and all of a sudden you see a six zero set. Yep. Yeah. Manorino settles in a little bit, but all of a sudden Federer gets one break. I can just imagine sitting there going, "Well, I'm not going to even get a break opportunity. So what do I yeah. do here? I almost have to win it in a tie break." Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I think. Is, that's what his ability to just yeah. decimate players yeah. that aren't on that and top five player level. You know what I mean? Obviously, also what he's doing is he's he's dictating the pace of the game, which is what you're oh, talking he, about. Like it's it's. It's not like Manorino would have to hope for something catastrophic for a chance to win against Federer in a mm-hmm. set like he, like he started out today. Because after Federer takes a set 6-0, right, there's yeah. no chance that you're going to come back and and do the same kind of mm-hmm. demoralizing. Oh, no, no, no. Um, ego kill that Federer did to uh, Manorino. Oh, no. And it's just uh, the, the, the just the... um what is it the experience yeah also it's, there it's no. it's it's it doesn't really feel fair to compare them no. and it might have been a good matchup but it's also not a very exciting yeah. matchup mm-hmm. um well, it like a lot of the matchups today yeah. actually a lot of the matchups you see great players yes but a lot of the matchups aren't the most exciting mm-hmm. uh what is it what, what are we at the round of 16 so or round we, of eight yeah we're round of 16 round of 16 yeah, yeah. And so we have, so I think we've said pretty much everything we can say about this, this Federer match. It's very routine. Yeah. Now the score in the second set might've been seven, five and six, four, but I assure you that's, you look at his other sets, he gets that one break. Yeah. He knows he's not going to get broken because he yeah. has that confidence. He's able to just run a train again. Yeah. And then I know I keep using that term. Yeah. But, that's, that's but it, that happens. is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so there's just nothing else left for them there and they start grasping at straws. And then, um, so the next match, which I didn't get to see any of, which was a, uh, and there's, before I get to that next match, I want to, there was actually a specific example I wrote down here where Novak was up, it was 3-2, mm-hmm. and he broke to go up 4-2. Mm-hmm. Immediately, he got broken to um, to be to be back on serve at 4-3. Yeah. So he's still, or... um. Or no, no, no. Yeah, so back on serve. The guy's serving at 4-3, yeah, so 3-4. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's something you just don't you don't see from Federer. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's that demoralizing factor mm-hmm. where, like, if... Except for Novak when he was at the top of his... Where he was yeah. destroying yeah. top five where players, even. He had 15,000 ATP points. It yeah, was, mm-hmm. where he was just a step above everybody yeah. else. But y- even then... Like I feel like you don't see Federer make those those small mistakes, which is that's that's incredible. Yeah, it's consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then so the next match we had Yuri Vesely versus Yuri, right? Yeah. That's his, and then versus uh, Rafa, and this I didn't get to see any of, but uh, a three, three, and four looks extremely routine. And yeah. Rafa's playing well; he's playing really well. Rafa's and, playing incredibly well. He's so good. I think that I mean, the only chance of there being something other than a Rafa Roger final is a Roger Novak final. Yeah, that's, that's a, I feel like that that might be the only other thing. Um I'm looking at Rafa's draw and I almost look at his and feel as if he and I'll get to this uh, when we talk about it. Um but I just want to put a little signpost here is that I feel like Federer um he might have a little bit of a tougher draw at this point other than I mean Rafa will likely play Novak. Yeah. Unless where you see Novak, he's he's coming back, right? Yeah. He's still coming back. This would be a breakout tournament on his return yeah. if he was able to get to the final well, and win, or even just get to the final. I think that my my, my thought there is that what would what would happen? It would be Rafa. Who's Rafa playing next? He plays uh, Delpo or Simone, and likely Delpo, because Delpo's up. Likely Delpo. He's up two sets to one. Right? I think that, that that will be tough for... Actually, that's going to be a great match. This, uh, round of eight is going to be amazing. We have great matches. Um, we have great matches. Let's let's get through the. Yeah, let's, let's run through. through these, yeah. So, again, so it almost looks like, 
and this is what you see in the men's game is you see all these people getting through yeah and you see you see that you always see the top guys getting through except for novak and rafa for a while where they had those couple falls yeah. um early on but then you see all these routine just um beating their opponents lots of three set matches uh the only people who struggled are again not those top guys and once they get through and you get to this point then then you start seeing the really big matchups in the men's game yeah and so the next match was i'm a little bit surprised by this one uh was a uh, monfils versus anderson and again there's not much to say about the rafa match i didn't really get to watch as much as yeah. it as i would like to I only saw a little bit of it and um but three three and four is extremely Just routine typical rafa yeah that's uh it was like french open same kind of thing he's playing like that yeah i don't think he's i don't think people are really talking a lot about how well roger's playing but rafa's he, I don't think he's dropped a set either. No, I don't and think I don't he think has. that he's. I don't even think he's been taken to a tiebreak. Yeah, and that's that's partially or, at Wimbledon and just how many how many Federer has won, but um, and he he tends to dominate yeah. the uh, um, what is it the news cycle here at Wimbledon? Yeah, uh, of course, yeah. But Rafa, he's playing. I think he's playing extremely well. The pressure he's able to put on these players, and just again, his he almost suffocates you. Yeah. Um, with how he's able to just grit through everything mm. and just able to set everything up and especially because he's left-handed at this top level you like, yeah is menorino is he left-handed yeah he is so again if you look like again if you look at it we don't have a lot of he's the only other left-handed player in this in this draw up to this point yeah. but or who's and he left. doesn't play the same way that rafa plays yeah he doesn't use that the same way at all yeah and he's just and rafa will will do this he'll just if especially if he's playing well he'll extremely overwhelm you he'll just get to his forehand by whatever means possible and especially on the grass, um, if that's getting away from you. And I've seen a lot of people slip, too. Mm-hmm. So if that's getting away from you, that's kind of scary. And it, there's not much you can do there. And all right. So the next match, which I was a little bit surprised by, was uh, Monfils versus Anderson. Now, I think we're seeing these. look at, Like, if you look at this, we've got Delpo going through. Um, the Golbus thing we'll get to. Um, yeah. Delpo's going through. Rafa's going through. Um, well, Delpo's not through yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I likely think he'll get through. Um, So if he does get through, let's operate under that. We've got Federer getting through, Anderson, Raonic. Um, We'll take Isner, even though he's not as good of an example of this. And Delpo and Rafa. And the only people odd ones out is the the matchup Novak versus Nishikori. If you notice between all these players is that – or Federer, he doesn't overwhelm necessarily with his pace. But you look at these big hitters, they do well in the grass. Yeah. Um, Rafa hits huge on the forehand. And that's, I was going to touch on that, is where uh, I think someone who has, if you look at Federer's losses at Wimbledon, mm-hmm. it's uh, big hitters. Yeah. Tsonga. Yeah. He lost to, well, he did lose that one year in the first round mm-hmm. where. Um, is did it, he is lose it? to Raonic? Uh, yes. Yeah. He lost to Raonic. Big he, server. Did he lose to Chilich one year? Or no, Chilich had match points, right? Did he lose? Or no, no, he was, uh, there was, I forget, it was a couple years ago. Is there someone? Thick quad. Oh, I don't know who they're talking about there. Probably Mm you. I'm working on it. (laughs) But, um, so there's that. And then what else do we have? We have, I better adjust. I hope that's better for everybody. (laughs) But, um, so we have that and I'm also thinking, he, who else did he, he's lost to Raonic, um, did, but the other loss was, uh, where they were just this first round, they were flukes. Mm-hmm. They were essentially flukes. He just played bad and he was having those, that's where everyone was talking about how he was going to be on his downfall. Yeah. But, um, and look what happened. I know. And then, so the grass really suits these guys, it looks like, because, and then Monfils, he was playing extremely well. And these, I mean, if you look at the score line though, it was seven six seven six five seven seven six. It could have gone either way. Yeah, and that could have either. I didn't again. I didn't get to really watch. I watched that, some of that one. Yeah, that was either a really, really close, good match, or it was one of those very close matches. That they, but they both were just hitting a lot of good huge. serves. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the, the, again, that's what you get with the big hitters. And, and what were you? Gonna one say? of the things is that Monfils, when he's playing like he he like he's enjoying himself out, he plays a more interesting game than when he's playing to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, that's probably like any anybody wouldn't be able to tell you that it's predictable. Um, he wasn't really going for the same kind of shots that he normally goes for. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but there was that. Uh, I, I was, was disappointed to see him lose. Beef. 
Yeah, a little bit of that Instagram. What what what, what was Monfils that? With and uh, Marion Bartoli. Yeah, and Bartoli and uh, she Nick. Called them out. Nick, and yeah. Nick, yeah, Nick yeah. roasted well, her. Nick, and he had, he had yeah, that that was it wasn't really necessary at all from Nick. No, from Marian. Bartoli. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, what was she talking about? Monfils isn't trying like trying to. They're not trying take to on lose. Roger. Yeah, I know. And he's also not trying to lose. Like, yeah, he's. They're just going. Do you remember that Monfils Novak match where he just didn't play for the first like? I don't. I think it was, was last year. No, it was. Uh, I think it was a hard court match. He didn't. Okay. He didn't play. He he didn't play. He was walking around the court, letting Novak serve past him. It was humiliating. And then he came back and won the third set. He, he's he's a conundrum for sure. It was. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it, he's one of those guys again. If you could just put it, yeah. Well, I like to see what they were going to give him a fifteen thousand dollars sportsmanship fine, and then he <laughs> was like, "Okay, I guess I'll try." Oh yeah, that's right. True. He got a warning from the umpire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one of those. It's, there's only been one person I think who's ever been banned from tennis because uh, who was that? It was like years ago. Oh, okay. It was probably like the fifties or something Connor. for not trying, giving up on purpose. All right, but so that match looks again. I I, I didn't see it, but I guarantee it was just really big. Uh, big serves big forehands that was essentially it and um anderson was definitely looking he definitely got the better end of it today and then we've got nishikori gulbis this match was great yeah um although there was a little bit of um nerves uh so the score line was four six uh four six seven six uh seven six twelve ten in the tiebreaker six one and gulbis in the middle of the third set tiebreaker he um Again, he's coming off the challenger circuit and he's having a really good tournament. And he seemed his interviews seem a little bit different than normal. Mm-hmm. He seems like a little bit more focused. I don't know. I, I haven't followed him like super hard, but uh, well, he has a reputation for being a little bit uh, outspoken. If anyone, ha- if you have the time or you have your yeah. phone, if you have your phone with you, I mean, if you're listening, you, you you have your phone with you. But if you get a chance, look up Ernest Golbus quotes. Yeah, there's like his thirty best quotes. Yeah, where he's like, great. yes, it, there's one of them's like. Oh yeah, I have a submarine and a rocket ship and, <laughs> and and a plane or something like that. He's. I'm just going to count my millions. Yeah, I'm going to count my millions. Um, I really like Amsterdam because you know, the the pot there and everything like that. He has he has pretty funny uh, yeah. quotes. Um, Everybody likes little, Amsterdam because of that. Yeah, but uh, you've been, <laughs> yeah. and so he's a little bit more. I feel like he's a little more focused. His interviews are great, especially coming off the Challenger circuit, talking about all those guys down there. Um. He's well, it's some of the best. good that he's starting to realize he could have a career in tennis. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> not just having millions and millions. Mm-hmm. But um, in the third set, he got his knee bandaged up, and Brad Gilbert okay. was complaining that uh, like he had to leave the court to get his knee taped or whatever, and he was making a big deal out of it. But yeah, uh, I don't know how I necessarily feel about that. But he definitely slipped and fell, and that's one of those things where I mean, you want the player to be healthy, obviously. And he was saying that you shouldn't take any. This is one of those things where I'm like, I don't know. But if so, if I was say I was playing a college match, right, mm-hmm. and I slipped and fell in the middle of a tiebreaker, but I mm-hmm. hurt myself, and Brad Gilbert's saying, no, 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 you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to take any injury timeouts during a, yeah, during a tiebreaker, yeah. Now, from a player's perspective, I'm thinking, I, I don't, I don't really get. Well, you need to. It, it's like, what if you broke a racket, for example? Mm. It's like the like the same kind of thing. You want to take care of that. Yeah. And with an injury, bandaging it is a fix. Yeah. So I'm, I know he was he and he was he went on for at least a minute talking about how there's a problem and as I, as like playing a college but, matches and everything like that. I don't know how I necessarily feel about that. Or, Brad's Brad Gilbert. He's a tough guy. He can be polarizing. Yeah. For sure. And then. So there was Golbus uh, coming off again the challenger circuit and just being successful this tournament. And I think if he had won that because they were saying something about Nishikori possibly he wasn't feeling so great after the first set. But again, that twelve ten tiebreaker he had an easy put away mm-hmm. um forehand volley, I think, to either mm-hmm. go up set point yeah. or at set point uh to win the set. He had that and he wasn't able to put it away. And also he did a just a random drop shot that was almost a cop out where you see sometimes these players I feel mm-hmm. like or at my level essentially mm-hmm. um, what I can see happening is that sometimes you you have the player on the run mm-hmm. and you just you want to end the point yeah but, um, it can be difficult to just go out and swing for uh, either a winner or a good approach shot yeah. and really commit to playing the right ball so the drop shot is almost it's if the players are way deep in the corner the drop yeah. shot, the drop shot looks really um, tempting 
really like really tempting because yeah. it's it's because you, you can drop it here they're gonna be back there they're not necessarily gonna get it but yeah i think that i think there's almost more room for error on that because you have to take pace off the ball yeah drop it in short and that's it, something where you see even even the top pros they struggle with it uh, yeah also yeah. yeah you have to be i mean i know but in the little bit of tennis that i've played um for fun Anytime I try and hit a drop sh- drop shot, I always hit it a little long, and mm-hmm. it's easy for the player to run in and take it. Yep, and that's the case that you can run into. It, it, and it, it almost seems uh, as a cop out to to just get the point. You want to win the point so bad, yeah, that you just you just want it to be over. So you you hit the drop shot essentially, and if it's not good, you're essentially giving up. The yeah, point, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that was that match, and then six one. I think six one. Even if. So he got his knee tape. I think in that case there, what you're looking at is even if he had, I think he's just at that point. He's it was saying, the tiebreaker. It, it's the tiebreaker. It's 12-10. Mm-hmm. I think he's just saying, it's, it's, I'm done. You see that yeah. sometimes with, with players. like, And Golbus, like you said, he's playing really well. But yeah. uh, another player who you see start really strong in a lot, of, a lot of matches and then just taper out, who's a big deal right now is Sasha Zverev where he'll be yeah. playing well and if he's going to lose you can tell he's going to lose within the first five games he just starts to okay. look like he's not paying attention I haven't anymore. watched him as much but and it he's it's one of the reasons why he's not a player that I always mm-hmm. like to watch because you, you just see him and he acts like he's injured and then he comes back and he hits these ridiculous like you know 100 mile an hour backhands down the line and okay. stuff like that and it's like yeah. well if the guy's he, Pick one. Ooh, be injured a, or don't be injured. Yeah, there's another case there. Golbus had, man, to go up set point, he just hit this this beautiful backhand yeah. return. And he had all the momentum. And I think that's when he, yeah. he either hit the drop shot or I think it was the drop shot, then the volley. Mm-hmm. Um, it's far, that's, I think, yeah, at that point, it's when, like, you, when yeah. you have it, he had it on his racket. And I, yeah. like, I mean, again, I haven't played, I obviously haven't played like any professional tournaments, but even for me, like at a college level where, yeah, that's demoralizing. You yeah, just, it's it's hard to just brush it off. But there was a shot like that in uh, this in this Novak match. Yeah, um, and the Novak match isn't up yet, but it he he took he hit a beautiful stretched uh, cross court forehand, and yeah. it's like Novak's best shot. He's yeah. amazing, except maybe his backhand. Some yeah. people would mm-hmm. say, but yeah, it was a, incredible. And and the. Who was he playing against? He was playing against um, today. Yeah, today he was playing. Uh, uh, Kachinov. Yeah, Kach Kachinov and Kachinov's good. Kachinov's a he's a great player. Having uh, another Kachinov, deep tournament run. Yeah, Ka- yeah Kachinov just hit it right into the net. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a on a on a volley on a half volley. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like, what can you really do there? Yeah, it looked like it was Kachinov's point. Yeah, but Novak shot was amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah, let's get last these. I don't Tsitsipas. want this. Yeah, Tsitsipas versus uh, Isner. 6-4, six, 7-6, seven, six, seven, six. It looks like a typical Isner match, except he gets the break in the yeah, first set. Yeah. Um, but if you look at his, uh, they were talking about his tiebreak records, only like 377. He just broke 600 tiebreaks. Yeah. It's it's pretty close to um, 50-50, mm-hmm. which is, that makes sense because you only really, essentially, you only have to win one, t- one point yeah. the tiebreaker on their serve. And if you serve it out, and he's not, he's not the best returner. So. Well, who, who do you think's the bigger deal here, Isner or Tsitsipas, reaching this far? Tsitsipas is young. He's young, and he had the he had the deep run at uh, yeah at Roland Garros. I think it's a bigger deal for him. Yeah, seeing that two weeks in a row. Oh my gosh! Not, not two weeks, but but two two slams. slams yeah, the two closest slams yeah. in the year. Um, that's more. That's more impressive. And yeah. on two different surfaces. The on two, two different surfaces. Quite possibly the most difference or, or yeah. not i don't know that's you can't necessarily they're all equally different yeah um because the grass and the clay play a little bit slower but again the grass is, is a little bit slippery uh yeah where um whereas the clay even if it's a little slippery you can kind of plant your feet and get yeah. in your ground and all the best players you can see that they have all their balance right and everything mm-hmm. like that so they have less of an issue and i think because they don't play on grass as much it's possibly that you see that a little bit more mm-hmm. but and you'll see they'll just take an awkward step and just feet go out yeah, from yeah. grass and clay you don't necessarily see that um, it happened to kiki in the in the serena match uh Mladenovic. okay she's yeah. she slipped but she's not a great mover anyway she's just yeah mm-hmm. and then the last match is uh mcdonald versus raunich and this is i feel like this is almost routine from raunich even though it's fourth four sets mm-hmm. he's been 
I mean, he plays well here. And he's been gone. For, I feel like he's been gone for a while. But he's yeah. not necessarily been gone. He just hasn't been performing. Yeah, he hasn't been playing very well. And, and like three, four, um, he lost the uh, the third set, seven, six, but uh, six, two in the fourth. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just seems routine. And then also I have a couple notes down here. So I want to talk about the Delpa match real quick because that's not done. Yeah. Is um, Delpa called out the trainer. Um, they, they had a 70-minute second set. Yeah. 70-minute yeah. second. And I feel like that's almost routine. For yeah. Jill Simone, who, if you guys don't watch Jill Simone, he he plays real far back in the court, mm-hmm. and he um oh, he stands so far, he grinds just yeah. all day, and um, but Delpo um seven six seven six right, seven yeah, six seven yeah. six, and then he lost, and then he goes down three zero right away, three zero, and I think and he calls the trainer out, and Brad Gilbert saying you can't do that, but if um. I was I was thinking like he should he shouldn't be able to call it. he got his legs rubbed down or whatever he got his legs rubbed down and he took like uh, some kind of painkiller yeah so I don't know Brad Gilbert's saying you can't do that for um uh, what is it basically he's trying to get a l- extra extra time yeah that's what Gilbert yeah that's what I is. I mean I essentially see that I essentially see that is uh just gathering yourself three going down three after a 70 minute set when you're not that's not essentially how you play yeah so that's not, no it's not not but what then you do. also coming back and ending that set five seven yeah mm-hmm. obviously he lost but still yeah. he mm-hmm. he recovered the he recovered those three games all right yeah and then see i i necessarily don't i don't necessarily see an issue though with the trainer coming out if you're not going over time because i feel like that takes care of the whole time issue but again like you only really have a minute, so yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, tell. I I think that uh, in that kind of case, it every match is going to be a little bit different. And Delpo's he doesn't really like. I don't. I know that you want to like people want to be like. Well, it's it's about the about the rules. It needs to be standard for everyone, so everyone's treated fairly. But mm-hmm. everybody wants to see Delpo win, right? Uh <laughs> I, I think everybody loves yeah. Delpo, yeah. I, I'm a big Jill Simone fan, too, but... Yeah, I don't uh, know. Delpo, <laughs> it's, it's hard to dislike Delpo. All right, so let's just... let's. So we've been going on for a little bit now. We've gone, gone on 40, 40 minutes, minutes, but... Um, so let's quickly just round out uh, the next com- upcoming matches um, where we have... We have Federer versus Anderson. Okay. Now, th- this is what I'm talking... So this is Federer's draw, essentially. He's got he's got Anderson, and then he's got... Um, he could possibly have Raonic or Isner after this. Raonic, I think, is worse for him than yeah. Isner. Yeah. Um, a little bit better close in. Federer versus Anderson, that could be interesting. Um, this, it either goes one of two ways. Anderson either plays the match of his life, mm-hmm. on, and again, playing huge forehands, mm-hmm. huge serves, which is, for some reason, again, if you look at like his losses to Sango, where he goes up two sets to love and then yeah. loses that, or his losses to Roundish, that's essentially how those guys play. Yeah. Roundish is a little bit more diverse than Sango was. He yeah. comes in a little bit more, but um, he's essentially like a bigger, slower version mm-hmm. of, of what you think of Fed, and he hits a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, Anderson, uh, again, he either plays a match of his life or Fed rolls him. Yeah. Just rolls yeah. right over him and has no issues. But Anderson's got a lot of confidence right now. Yeah, which is good to see. I would, I mean, if, I don't know which, if, if there would be an upset that I would like to see. I don't know if I'd rather see the Anderson or the Roundage upset. Um, but Well, I don't know who I want to see win that Roundage Isner match. I, think, I don't want to see either of them win. Yeah, personally. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not necessarily a fan, but I, I mean, one of them has to win. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pick Federer for the quarterfinals match. It's, it's always a safe bet. Yeah, and then I'm gonna pick. I think Raonic will win. Raonic. I think he gets confident here at Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah, especially in the way he's playing right now. It seems. Um, and Isner, I feel like struggles a little bit when he gets later in here because he always Isner was really upset in. Uh, that. Oh yeah, he was he was what having was he, a huge fight with the empire. What was he mad about? What was it? It was um, oh he was arguing with Hawkeye. Oh yeah, he was like Hawkeye's not right. That's that can't yeah, be yeah. right. No, that's not right. <laughs> Which is there? There's no way you're winning that argument. That's like players arguing the net court. Is there is not short enough, and his name isn't John McEnroe enough for him to argue with umpires I know, and yeah. get away with. It. <laughs> he has John, but he doesn't have the McEnroe part down. <laughs> um, I think Roundich wins that. I would say uh, well. I think Fed wins in three against Anderson. I see Roundich winning. I see. I see that going. I could see that going four or five. Yeah, I could see it going four or five. I just hope we're not in four for, or five. Uh, yeah, I just and hope we're a, not in in the fifth. I hope we're not in for the longest serving war of all time. Yeah. Um, 
But I'm going with Raonich in that one. I'll, I'll say four. Um, and then we've got Novak versus Nishikori. That's interesting. That's very interesting because it's to see what form Novak's in. Yeah. After this deep in a slam. Especially. And I think he lost Nishikori the last time he played him. Yeah. Did he? It was, I think so. It's recent. Yeah. I'm going to pull it up. Nope. Go ahead. Um, but I'm going to go, I'm a little biased. This is tough. I know that you want Novak. You don't have I really to. want Novak to win. I also want Novak. Yeah, but Nishikori, I feel like if, I don't know if it would be this surface, if he would be able to do it. I'm trying to think that if he would have, Novak is a, is a taller, um, He's like a. He's almost a a better. He's just almost a better version of Nishikori. You think that? Yeah. You think that that if he was going to so, beat him, it would be on hard courts. Um, or do you think it'd be on? That's hard to tell because. Uh, oh, so Novak! Way, Novak beat him earlier this year. Was it on hard court? It was on or clay. 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 See, the way I look at it is, I'm trying to debate whether if there would be any surface it would happen on. Yeah, Nishikori would win because he's never be beaten him before. Um, I would almost say I might have to say hardcore just because Nishikori is able to his his deep U.S. Open run and he seems to play well during yeah. the hardcore seasons, um, which is kind of interesting because he's a little bit shorter. He's, he's a little be- bit smaller. He's beaten him, right? He's he beat him. I think he beat him before. Yeah, where did where, where did, did he beat him at the U.S. Open? I don't. Or was I don't, that? I think he beat him at the new. He did beat him at the U.S. Open okay. in five, okay. five or four, and then uh, it was Chilich Nishikori in the final. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 Chilich. Yeah. So, wait, I, was you that would almost have to say it almost have to be hard court? Chilich Nishikori. What year was that? Two thousand fourteen. Yes. Okay. Or fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. I so, I, I struggle to see it here. But again, if Novak's not in form, Nishikori could. Very well, we could see like a routine in four win. Yeah, if Novak's just not in in the right mood, or he's still coming back. So, but, but it kind of looks like he's determined. Yeah, and I could see Novak. Sli- I could see this going five. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm going to go the way that sometimes Novak seems to slip, um, or falter deeper uh, in the in the match sometimes, uh, just on his comeback or maybe the mistakes that he makes. Uh, mm-hmm. struggling a little bit but i'm gonna go novak in five I okay once it gets to the fifth i, I think it's really hard especially nishikori's a little bit injury prone too yeah um again yeah yeah um, he's and novak's notorious for being one of the greatest five set players ever and then we have delpo or simone versus rafa and if simone wins which i don't think he will i i don't see him beating rafa anyway I don't yeah. see there's any I don't see any chance. the path to victory I just don't see cuz if you're going to grind against Rafa he's going to do it better yeah and he's going to make you more tired than him yeah um and Delpo Delpo certainly has a better chance of He's got him. a better chance but yeah. he'd still have to play um if Delpo goes through Anomaly. if if Rafa faces Simone I'm going to go Rafa in 3 mm-hmm. especially the way he's playing and if Delpo goes through I, I'm going to say Rafa in four or five. Yeah. What do you think? I think that that's pretty safe. Um, yeah. I think that, that Rafa's going to, I think that it's going to be Delpo. Yeah. And I think that Rafa's going to end up getting into the semis. Yeah. I think, I don't know. He's playing really well though. It could be three. It could, it could be three. And Delpo, if he's really tired playing on the off day. Yeah, but he's not going to get, he's, he, he always looks like he's tired. That's his whole thing. <laughs> he always, he just like he moves he so up. slow. Yeah. Yeah. He's and huge. he's, he's huge, but he's not like that much bigger than yeah. other players who look a lot yeah. quicker than him. Like, mm-hmm. like Sasha looks quicker than him. I mean, yeah. a lot, there's a lot of mm-hmm. six foot six players. All right. So who are you, who are you, okay. So who's your pick for Fed Anderson? What do you, Oh, Federer. Give me, and give me your sets. How many My sets? sets? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Federer and three. Federer and three. Roundage Isner. Roundage Isner. Um, I'm going to say also five sets, but I'm going to say it's for Isner. You're going to go Isner? Yeah, I'm going to go Isner. Okay. You think the serve will help him out later yeah, on? Yeah, I think that, that big serve is going to break it for him. I think if Raonic tries to serve and volley too much in the tighter moments and he can't come up with it, yeah, um, that might be where he runs into the issue. I think that Raonic is obviously he's good at serving and volley. Yeah. He's good serve and volleyer, but mm-hmm. he a lot of times, sometimes he overhits it and yeah. that might help Isner. Yeah. All right. And then Novak Nishikori, what are you taking? Novak. In. 
I'm going to say, I don't know. I'm going to say Novak in three. In three? You think yeah, I think routine? that Novak's, I, I mean, I might, I'll be either very wrong or very right. Yeah. I think it's always the case. Novak is, Novak's definitely. I feel like with all these matches, there's no, it could be, like it might be this or it might be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. either going to be one side of the spectrum or it's going to be well, a complete other side of the spectrum. This player is going to win, matches. but. You know, yeah. maybe in so many games. The only one yeah. that that's a little bit hard to look at is Raonic and Isner, and that's hard to look at for a different reason. Mm-hmm. I, I has more tools. That's why I yeah. go with him. He has more tools, and I think he likes it here. All right, and then so you're going Novak in three. Yeah, very routine. We'll see. Nishikori had a four setter today. I'm going to say Novak at four. I think Nishikori likes playing against no. Or I, I mean, I don't know if he likes it, but I think that. I think the ball sits up good for him mm-hmm. because he's, it, Novak doesn't necessarily hit. Um, so Federer hits a lot. Federer mm-hmm. actually hits some of the, I think he's close in the top 10 of RPMs, which how much he's able oh, to generate. Oh yeah. I think that he hits right below yep. Rafa. Yeah. So I think uh, Sock hits more. Sock hits, Sock oh, hits Sock's more got Rafa. that. Sock's got yep. that crazy mm-hmm. grip. And then Rafa, I think that the way the ball might sit up against Novak might be a little bit better, yeah. especially on this. And he's a little bit shorter on the low grass. Yeah. I think maybe that he'll be able to get that. Yeah. Um, Bent knees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's so. and then for the last one, I'm saying Rafa. You're saying Rafa, no matter who it is. Yeah. Okay. And what? Do you, okay. So if it's let's just let's go with Delpo because he's up two to one. If it, if it's Delpo, I still think it's going to be Rafa. I'm going to say Rafa. Actually, in three. I don't. I don't want to say that Delpo is just going to win right away. We'll, we'll we'll recap it tomorrow. But we'll recap it tomorrow. But let's let's go with Delpo for now. Delpo and Rafa in three. Either way, Rafa in three. Rafa is playing too good. He's repeating what he yeah. did at the French Open. Yeah. I'm saying. I forget what I said before, but I think you, you if I said something yeah. different, I'm going to go with Rafa in three because of the yeah. way he's playing. Yeah. All right. And there's not going to be a Wednesday episode this week, guys, because uh, I'm going to be recapping all this. So, all right. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, that's it for today. All right. Thanks for Thank you, guys. Time. Yeah. We're going to do this for Thank you, Lucas. Too. Yep. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good week.